you're listening to the Padawan Perspective Podcast, a multi-generational Star Wars experience. Brought to you by the Star Wars Report 2nd Airborne Division Podcast Network. With your hosts, Mark, Barrett, Taylor, and Farrow. Join us as we discuss the Rebels TV show on Disney XD, as well as Star Wars fandom across the galaxy. On the Padawan Perspective, the multi-generational podcast of the Star Wars Report 2nd Airborne Podcast Division. And welcome to the Power One Perspective, your multi-generational podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jedi Master Mark Herleman, and joining me today, my Padawan's daughter, Taylor Jade. Hello. As well as my son, Gavin. Hello. And from our Southern Cali Jedi Enclave, we have Jedi Master Baron Lawton and his Padawan, Pharaoh. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. Hello. Have we had anything new and exciting going on down there in the Southern Land, guys? Actually, yes. We have some news coming out of Southern California. We have a Star Wars virtual reality tour going on right now in Hollywood. Ooh. You know, a lot of these places have these kind of pop-up venues where kind of Kanye West started it, where you take a donut shop or some kind of shop that's not doing very well. Kanye walks in and says, hey, I want to use your shop for a couple days, sell some of my items. They change the logos and stuff of the shop. It's called a pop-up. It pops up for a couple days and then it's gone forever. Oh. And they kind of use these things to fill out the community and see if something like that could be more permanent. So what they're having right now is a virtual reality Star Wars pop-up in Hollywood and basically it's a room that sounds awesome yeah it's a room you put on the virtual reality gear and it's like three different missions one's like fighting your way off the Death Star as Luke one's on Endor and one's somewhere else so we're gonna end up doing that and last year there was a pop-up called the Cantina and it's going to be a pop-up in Hollywood as well where we I've already done we've already bought the tickets last year and it's I remember that one. Yeah, it's basically going to be a pop-up cantina in Hollywood. They're going to serve Star Wars drinks. They're going to we get like this Star Wars coin and a Star Wars T-shirt and a mug. And supposedly the people who serve <laughs> you there are going to be all in costume. And I think that they're trying to test people out for Star Wars land that's going to be happening in Disneyland soon. So um, it's going to be makes cool. Sense. Yeah. So we got a couple things that we're going to be doing pretty soon Pat. that's a lot better than what we've got we've got dagobah action going on our whole upper backyard's flooding so we're out there just creating little <laughs> ditches and stuff to go let's not beat around the bush today students we've got a special guest joining us today who flew in all the way from the unknown regions barrett you uh, care to shed some light on who our special guest is i've known this guy for a long time i've met him back in 2008 2009 row yeah row coley he is the ceo creator owner extraordinaire of War Machine Marketing. He's also our sponsor, so we decided to go ahead and bring him on this show and have our Padawans, as well as our listeners, get to know a little bit more about who our sponsor is and what he does and what he could do for you. Hey everybody, it's great to be on here. Thank you very much. You want to tell our listeners exactly what War Machine Marketing is, you know, what do you do, when it was that you created it, what inspired you to start your own company to service all of the, the geek fandom out there and so forth? 
Sure, sure. So we make promotional items and marketing uh, um, merchandise. So basically, whenever you go to a convention and somebody hands you a lanyard that's got their logo on it, or like you've seen like the Star Wars coins, anything that's got somebody's logo on it or an image on it, we make it. And we do it for a lot of different conventions, including New York Comic Con, Celebration, San Diego Comic Con. I mean, Gentle Giant is one of our clients, Sideshow Collectibles. I mean, all the way to elementary schools, like anybody that we can help save money when it comes to that sort of item. That's what we like to do. So we've done it for Taco Bell. We've done it for the 501st. We've done it for a lot of different companies. As far as uh, me starting it, I started it in 2010. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2010. And my thing was uh, I, I just got tired of working for uh, companies that – had me doing all of their stuff and when I really wanted to really just work on things that were pop culture related, like like uh, heavy metal music and Star Wars and things like that. And working for these other companies just never made time for that. This way, I was able to not only work my way into different record companies and different you know pop culture companies like General Giant and Sideshow Collectibles, but it allowed me to start working with companies that I really love and make their tote bags, make their lanyards, make lanyards for, for the exhibitors that are there. So we do it for like Alex Ross is one of our clients, Stern Pinball, you know, places that, that do some really cool pop culture stuff. This way, I get to kind of you know surround myself constantly with all the things that i absolutely love like heavy metal and star wars that is impressive i'm one of the founders of the star wars reports i'm over here i'm, I'm sending riley messages like oh my god we got to get a hold of this guy because we're looking to do some of this stuff for uh, star wars celebration orlando <laughs> so i was yeah. immediately like holy crap we're looking to do a booth and sponsor celebration orlando this year so um, nice. that's the thing for us as well we really want to be a part of it awesome yeah you're definitely going to have to run into riley and bethany they're going to be over there uh i don't know if barrett's going to make it i'm unfortunately not but i know the star wars report we're going to have a huge presence that we're doing a dinner and a bunch of other stuff so that's that's just really cool that you know i mean i've met a lot of people just by going to celebration and i've only gone to one it's just exciting to, to see so many people are getting to go back and all these other vendors and stuff and now getting to see some of the stuff you're doing i was showing my kids some of your custom figures which that's where nice. i wanted to go to next you know let's talk a little <laughs> bit about those fully articulated custom figures Sure. How much does it typically cost you to produce a figure? My my sculptor, his name is Kevin Ferrier. He actually constantly scours all these different toy stores and, and swap meets and all these different places to find all of his parts. So it's a little hard to say how much it costs us to make it just because, you know, he might pull from a spawn action figure or he might pull from a, a Dungeons and Dragons action figure or G.I. Joe. So it's really hard to say how much it costs us. Considering how much, you know, effort and, and, and talent that goes into it, you know, what we charge people is, you know, for your basic figure, but then depending on how intricate or how detailed or custom it is, uh, it kind of, you know, increases the price. We try to keep the pricing between two and $300 per figure, which for a lot of people seems like a lot of money. But there's no there's no molds, there's no casting, there's no 3D printing, there's no scanning. Everything's hand done. Everything's hand painted. I mean, the, the accessories are removable. You can get your own custom weapons. You can get your own custom colors. You can get custom lightsaber hilts. I mean, that's that's kind of where a lot of that price kind of comes in because you can do a 3D printed figure or something like that. But you know, if you tell somebody I want my I want my lightsaber hilt to have a you know an axe on the other side or a samurai sword. We're not necessarily going to do that, but we will. So it's almost more like, you know, how many hours did you put into each figure really that really pushes and, and raises and lowers that price That's, tag then? Exactly, exactly. It's how difficult it can be or how easy or hard it is to get the parts. Because, you know, in some cases, I'll give you a perfect example. We did one of a guy uh, of a musician who had a top hat and trying to find a three and three quarter inch scale top hat is not the easiest thing in the world. You know, so it took a really long time or sometimes because we do custom action figures that look like people, sometimes the head or the face or the hair 
better is the toughest part to do, you know? And so we really have to make sure that we are doing it as accurately as possible. So that's where a lot of that time and effort goes into the price of the, of the actual piece. You know, it's, it's funny because sometimes I'll say, hey, I need somebody who's got four arms and six heads. And he's like, no problem. And I'm like, oh, I... I thought that was going to be tough, but then I'll say, I think might be easy. Like, oh, I need a guy in a three-piece suit. And he's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. That's going to take me a second, you know? So you can never really tell which way is going to be the easiest way to go when, when it comes to making some things that we think are easy are incredibly hard. And then, like I said, I asked him for four arms and he's like, no problem. But it normally takes between four to six weeks to do. Gives us enough time to really be able to put together an amazing looking action figure so that, you know, people look at it and they go, oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. That's luckily it's the response we always get. Thank you. For my second question, how many different types of articulation do you guys offer? between 10 to 14 points of articulation. We are talking everything from the head moving up and down on a, on a neck ball joint, ankles will move, waist will sometimes move, just depending on what kind of figure it is. That, that's really articulated, like 10 to 15. Do, do people ask, yeah. like, maybe they want the jaw to move or something like that for a special part to be articulated specifically? That's a really good question. Let us uh, let me think about that for a moment. No, just mostly basic articulation. We've had people ask us for spring-loaded stuff. Like they want to have, you know, press a button so that the wings kind of spring out, which we haven't really done yet. Um, some people have asked us for like electronics, like for something to light up, which we actually shockingly can do. When it comes to your, your basic uh, figure though, I mean, we can do all sorts of stuff. But if you have something that you want specifically to be articulated, you know, you can just tell us uh, a jaw that can move up and down. I mean, because they're three and three quarter inch figures, there are certain things obviously we can't really do. Like we couldn't do individual fingers unless somebody maybe had claws or something like that. You know, I'll show you a good one here. I don't know if you guys can really see it. Here's our Lakers stormtrooper going in for a crazy. <laughs> for our listeners, you can't see that. Uh, maybe we'll put it on no, the website. We can put this video on the website. But it's definitely a stormtrooper with the Lakers gear with the basketball. And it's really awesome. The helmet comes off and there's the dude. Oh There's yeah, the so the guy who ordered there. it, it looks just like him, yep. I guess. <laughs> he's got his holster for um, he's got a holster for his gun because we all we love anything that has holsters. What size figures do you offer? Sure, they're the three and three quarter inch figures. So they're the smaller, ver the, the regular size, what I would consider regular size, not six inch. And we like to specialize in these because um, this way you can put them in the Millennium Falcon. You can put them in, you can put them on play sets. Uh, we actually put the holes in the feet so that they can stand on pegs. Do you make backgrounds and other props with your figures? Um, we have done, uh, we've never really sent in a background uh, to a customer. We usually take pictures with the backgrounds, but no one's ever actually asked us for a background, which would be awesome. I would love to do that. We have done different props, though. Uh, have you ever heard of that TV show Ninja Warrior? We did the guy on one of the obstacles, which came out really, really cool. We also did a, a mashup of um, Doctor Who and Marty McFly, where we gave him a uh, hoverboard that, w that had the flux capacitor and the TARDIS on it. And so we actually had a cool stand for it. What we're working on really is uh, we're working on custom packaging too and the packaging will be really cool uh, a regular star wars figure has a has a blister on it you know the blister uh, bubble um we're gonna make it so that the blister pops off you can take it out of the packaging you can show it to people you can display it you can put it on a shelf and then you can always put it right back on the package snap the bubble shut and it's always mint on card oh wow i don't know if you can see this one but this is one of our custom predators that, that, that's sick on so many levels. The fact that you've got a Predator in a G.I. Joe case, but that box alone, like, that's got me so turned on right now as a collector. I'm just like, yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It's, you know, because most people think to themselves, oh, well, I got to buy one and then another one to open. And, and we take that whole situation out of the thinking process because this way 
you know, you don't have to get two. My thing is this, you know, I, I love keeping my figures in their packaging. I always love the way it looks, but I hate that I that my figure has to be held hostage in it, you know? So it's like, I always want to be able to open it up and, you know, I want to put the helmet on the head. I want to take something out of his holster and put it in his hand and pose him and show him off like that. Put him right back in, snap it shut, put it right back on the shelf. And once we can actually get this thing all settled out, because artwork is usually the hardest part, I mean, we can make it where it says Toys R Us exclusive. Your figure of you can be an exclusive. And what's more exclusive than one of one? Given the fact that the rule of two had been a staple of the Sith under George Lucas, but now seems to be a gray area with Disney bringing in Dark Forest users who are not Sith, like the Inquisitor, Rebels, and Kylo Ren, and Snoke in The Force Awakens, along with Dave Filoni blurring the lines with Dooku, Ventress, Maul, and Savage Opress being called apprentices themselves all under the Emperor in the Clone Wars. And don't get my dad started on the lack of training you need to do to actually use the Force these days. What are your thoughts on <laughs> Disney redefining the ways of the Force? Okay, so there's two answers for me. Um, number one, I think that the rule of two, the Emperor was moving away from that, which is why he had the Inquisitors, which is why he had the Dark Jedis, all that sort of stuff. I think he was absolutely moving away from the rule of two because he understood that it limited his options severely he had darth maul and i think once he realized that darth maul couldn't quite get the job done he was ready to just be like all right yeah maul's here i'll find somebody else and as soon as he had dooku then he was like oh this anakin's gonna be perfect for this you know so i think that he was moving away from it anyway just so that he could spread out his power but if you also look at in the legacy books and the leg in the um, star wars legacy comics darth crate does away with the rule of two entirely and he's got sith lords all over the place so as far as disney coming in and kind of redefining things i actually don't mind it so much you know i look at it kind of like star trek um before jj abrams took it over you know you had you know william shatner as spock and or excuse me william shatner as captain kirk and, and leonard nimoy as spock and that was a timeline in and of itself and then when jj abrams came he gave us one scenario one little event that just changed all of it now we get surprised by anything that jj abrams or that happens from star trek into darkness and you know beyond it etc and i think that's the same thing with the force awakens and uh, you know it's like now it gives us an opportunity to kind of delve into a brand new version of the star wars universe you know i grew up with the eu you know the expanded universe i love the expanded universe i love knights of the old republic i love legacy i love all of that stuff but i love the fact that now i get an entirely new timeline that i get to explore all sorts of new possibilities with so i actually don't mind so much that that they're doing that i wish they would do stuff with the old expanded universe for sure but I, I like this direction that they're going in. I feel that Disney is embracing the expanded universe a lot more than Lucas ever did. I mean, every time Lucas ever talked about the expanded universe, he always said, it's not canon, it's not canon, it's not canon. Right. You know, he wanted the story just to kind of be told, and they, they did their best on keeping it one glorious timeline. So for Disney to bring things from the EU into canon, because George could have brought anything he wanted from the comic books into canon. And Too he, true. You know, he never did. So Disney has the opportunity to bring all these things from the EU into canon. Yeah, Disney said that they weren't going to use anything from the EU. And then Filoni comes in and puts Grand Admiral Thrawn in it, you know, and they said, OK. So I think it's going to just be one of those things where they're going to pepper in the EU here and there, but not really to a point where they're going to go with a whole storyline that might have already been told. 
See, and they've got an opportunity. I was thinking about this because I also do stars beyond the films and you've got stories with Thrawn where you've got the Katana fleet, which was the dark force, the missing fleet that had jumped out. Then you later have the black fleet crisis and you could take those two together, kind of retool them and do something along those regards where back before the separatists and they had that, that big war, they had some ships that disappeared and Thrawn's looking for that. It's now called the black fleet instead of the dark force. You know, you could, you could do things like that in that regard because they have to a degree done that um one of the things i wanted to mention was i was showing my kids some of your custom works and you had Mm -hmm. the malady figure you know you were talking about the one sith and stuff what's what's some of your favorite eras in star wars to create characters for and what are your favorite universes in general that you enjoy making customs of 2500 years after the battle of yavin stuff i love darth crate darth malady Darth Talon, Cade Skywalker, I love that stuff. That stuff to me is so friggin' cool. But at the same time, I also love all the old Knights of the Old Republic stuff too, just because their their armor and everything is really, really cool. Their weapons were really cool. The Jedis looked great. So it's like, I like that we we can really kind of have some really awesome fun with it. I'll tell you one of my favorite figures, and you guys are going to laugh. We all know the holiday special, of course, the, the insanity that is that. We made a B. Arthur action figure. Yes! Her, the bartender. Uh, it's, it's on our page as well. So we actually made her. And I love doing stuff like that. One of the coolest things that we can do with these figures is we can make characters that were either on, on film for like a second or we can make characters that have just never had a, a that you know might have been mentioned but never made. We can do what if characters. I mean, we have I have one right here. I'm going to show you. This is a uh, uh, Jedi in training, Ray. Oh, nice. And we're actually yep, we're actually going to be. I don't know if you can see the. There you go. I don't know yeah, I like the fact that. that you've got actual titles on the little foot pads. Uh, that's yes. really cool too. Yes, and we go, yes, so so if your character, so let's say you want it to be you, but you're in the 501st and you're TK9782, we can put, you know, John Smith dash TK9782. We can do stuff like that, too. Or if you have a character that maybe you created maybe in one of the Star Wars video games or the, you know, like the... Um, some of the some of the online video games uh, and whatnot that they have, like Knights of the Old Republic, and you create your own character. You have your own scoundrel style character, and he has a name that you've given him. We can make that character and put his name on it, his or her name on it. Uh, I mean, not for nothing. My action figure, like I'm a big Mandalorian fan, so I'm going to show you my figure. There we go. I don't know if you can really see that. Nice. I have all crazy spikes and stuff on my helmet. I have a, this crazy, wacky gun, this awesome, like, minigun-style thing, backpack. Everything is removable, like I said. You know, we love removable weapons. And then you take off my helmet, and boom. Yeah, awesome. buddy. Oh, you know? it's got the so mohawk it's like, and so, everything. Well, it's got the mohawk and the goatee and the whole nine, man. You know? And this was the first figure that, that we actually made that looked like somebody. My, my sculptor had never tried that before. And I said, my colors are black, red, silver, and gray. And, you know, my company's called War Machine. And I, I kind of left it to him. And I said, what would that look like to you? And he came up with this figure. And I cried myself like a little girl. And then I, <laughs> you know, said, hey, we need to do business together. Even though my character doesn't have a name, I think it, 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 we just call it War Machine. You know, you can have, we can customize it in so many really, really cool ways. You know, we want to do a, a series of Sith Lord Disney princesses. We're uh, we're working on those right now. We're working on um, um, uh, Disney princess uh, bounty hunters. Like they're all Boba Fett kind of style Mandalorians. We are, we're doing a lot more sports ones. So here's our, here's our USC Trojan uh, clone trooper. 
you know, as far as universes are concerned, I mean, it's literally the universe. I mean, even if you want to mash two things together, we like I said, we did a Marty McFly Doctor Who. We've done a Doctor Who Han Solo. We've done uh, what's another good mashup that we did? We did the Darth Vader Joker. Oh, you nice. know, Deadpool Jedi's. We just did. Uh, we did, oh, we also did a Deadpool Clone Trooper recently. I don't look at it from the universe point of view. I look at it from the multiverse. No, we'll come up with it. We'll make it happen. That's what we do. You know, I'm thinking that uh, I may need a Jedi Ghostbuster. You are generously going to donate a figure for one of our lucky listeners. So one of our listeners is going to win one of these super articulated custom figures from you. That is correct, actually. And it's not that they're just winning a custom figure. I mean, they can win, like they can choose, you know, kind of the figure that they want. How do you want to give this prize out, Padawans? How, how are we going to do that? I didn't even realize we were doing a giveaway and stuff like that. So uh, th- this is gonna she's, she's in jealous mode. She's like, I, I, I want to win. <laughs> I, would, I already have like one planned out and everything too. How, how about this? A, a Disney princess Jedi. How about our when we put this show out, our 10th show, we make the announcement on Twitter and Facebook. I always like haikus. If a listener can write a Star Wars haiku, we <laughs> pick it out and they win the custom figure. That's kind of interesting. I don't know what a haiku is. Okay. <laughs> can, can I take it one step further? Can I take it one step further? Yeah. How about, how about if we really... Uh, I'm going to bring this up because uh, a, a friend of mine, um, and not to bring this down by any means, but a friend of mine just passed away and he was an amazing amazing artist and one of the things that i've been thinking about lately is 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 bringing more art to the world so i would love to see people's artistic versions of the figure that they would yeah want. we should do some, like a drawing contest of who they want exactly. and stuff like that oh my god no okay, i think that one great. works and they, they, they can maybe hey, put the haiku, the haiku in, too, in the uh, subject line. I'm all for the haiku. <laughs> maybe explaining what the what your character is or what it's going to be uh and then the art will like substituted with the haiku. And all drawings will be welcome. So if you can only wow. draw a stick drawing with a cape and a mohawk, we'll take the Bring stick drawing the cape and the mohawk. This gives you avenues to win. Like you could have really good art and that could be your strong suit. Or if that's not, you, you can bring your writing game and you might make it up that direction. So you can choose either a haiku or a picture of the figure that you want to be made. And we will accept on Twitter and Facebook. It'll go for one week, and then we will announce the winner on the 11th show. How's that? That sound good to you guys, Padawan? Can I answer? No, you can't (laughs) answer. I'm sorry. Where can our listeners find more of your work, Ro? And where can they contact you to get a hold of you if they want to purchase one of these um you can always email me at rok at warmachinemarketing.com we have our website as well which is uh www.warmachinemarketing.com our facebook page is uh where we have the most uh images of our of our uh customs so that's uh facebook.com slash warmachinemktg just marketing abbreviated or you can find us on instagram at war machine marketing uh but yeah those are the best places to find us and uh we're all over the web so you know if you're interested in doing a custom figure we would love to hear from you all right so that about wraps up this episode of the padawan's perspective we'd like to thank our sponsor as you uh, come on and share all this awesome creative inspirational 
great Star Wars action figure action with us. Uh, thanks, everyone else who joined us today listening in. You can find our episodes directly on the Star Wars Report website, Second Airborne Division of Podcasts at www.starwarsreport.com. So for the Padawan's perspective, this has been Mark. Taylor. Gavin. Farrow. And Barrett. Ro, we appreciate you coming on to the show, and our, our listeners appreciate you, too. Thank you very much. Sure. I love the Padawan's perspective. I love talking to kids. This is the best way to go. Thank you for also being our sponsor. Anytime. I'm happy to. So till next time, I'm sure everything will go horribly wrong. <laughs> Ro, I like your mustache. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our show. For more content, please like our Facebook and Twitter pages. Theme song by Subconscious Tunes. Announcements by Brock. Sponsored by War Machine Marketing. Remember, you can find the Padawan Perspective and all the Star Wars Report Second Airborne Podcasts at www.starwarsreport.com.